0: Hi, my name is Satvik Trenivas, and this is Arnav Ristogi. And together we are co-hosts of the Backfield Rift. Thank you for tuning in. You know, whenever you start an NFL season, there's always a lot of unpredictable stuff going on, a lot of inconsistency from football teams. But now we're getting approaching around, you know, the one third way mark of the season. We're starting to understand these teams a little better. And some teams are starting to show a little bit of consistency. And that's what we're going to dive into in this episode.
1: Yeah, I just want to forewarn this consistency can be good or bad. But let's start with the good. Uh, the Dallas Cowboys and their defense has been phenomenal. Uh, we, we knew Micah Parsons was going to be amazing out the gate. But last year, he was like that meme of the Bugatti sitting in an old shack. That, that's <laughs> that's what Micah Parsons really was. But this year, he's looking like a Bugatti in a mansion in Beverly Hills, because that defense has been exceptional. Second in turnover differential, second in turnovers forced, and second in sacks this season. Phenomenal job by this Cowboys defense. What a turnaround, really.
0: Right. Yeah, and I think it's like there. I guess last last year, right? You you, you could discuss this um, defense as just having a lot of pieces, but not putting it together, and. Anytime, you know, we've talked a lot about this in our, during our show, right? It's always like you see it on paper, but then it doesn't translate to the field. Now we're seeing that translation to the field. The pieces are clicking. And when you have such an elite player, pass rusher like Micah Parsons, that just makes everybody else's job so much easier. And we're just seeing that week to week with the Dallas Cowboys defense.
1: I really think that your point is pretty emblematic when you look at a guy like Dorrance Armstrong. Fourth-round pick as of Kansas in 2018 backed up in the depth chart really no one really heard about him and this year he's popping off four sacks three tackles for losses a forced fumble and I think that really shows the impact of guys like DeMarcus Lawrence and Micah Parsons is that it allows other guys to not only develop but showcase their talents, right? What Doran's Armstrong has to do is really just win his one-on-one battle as the offensive line is occupied with other pass rushers. And so that's really what, what I look at or when I'm looking at with the Cowboys is that other guys are having opportunities to sign and they're taking advantage of it. And that really snowballs into creating a wonderful defense. And that's what's really going on in Dallas right now.
0: Right, And another point I did want to make was kind of with the Cowboys this year and last year, we're kind of seeing the, uh, I guess, the harmony of both sides of football. Because because last year, right, the story was this defense was not looking good at all. There's a lot, I guess a lot of guys got hurt. It was not clicking. But the offense and Dak and all those guys had to kind of put the team on their back. And we're seeing the reverse this year, right? We're seeing Dak getting hurt, the offense not really doing much. But the defense is able to consistently dominate. And if, if you think about that Rams game, right? you're up immediately uh, like nine nothing should be like 10 nothing and it's like the offense didn't do anything it was just yeah like, defense dominating giving a punt block like that's like if you can set that kind of precedent as a defense right you're, You you can pretty much like get away with anybody there at quarterback as long as you know not not to disc Cooper Rush like he's, he's doing his job but like it's hey, a home. <laughs> hey, hey! Now
1: five and zero as a starter for the Dallas Cowboys. Come on, I'm
0: just, I'm just saying. Like his job is a lot easier with that defense than it would have been like last year.
1: It is, and when Dak comes back, his 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 job is going to be a lot easier. And if Dak plays the ways that he's played every year, this is a Super Bowl contending team, in my opinion.
0: Okay, well, that's how we always feel about this team for like the first part of the season. We'll see, but I don't know. Wow.
1: Well, I mean, you know, the Cowboys have a very interesting matchup coming up, especially the Cowboys defense. We were playing the Eagles offense on Sunday night, and the Eagles offense is another unit that we wanted to talk about, really establishing themselves as the top, really establishing themselves as the top dogs this season. Jalen Hurts' ability to rush the ball really has just transformed this offense because now they're able to RPO it, rush it with Miles Sanders. Or use hurts his ability with his legs. Pass it to your plethora of weapons: Goddard, Brown, Smith, Devonta Smith. Man, yeah,
0: and this goes on and on. I just want to say, right, if you're a, if you're a Miles Sanders fantasy owner, it's gotta hurt seeing that first quarter against Arizona, right? Back to back drives. You're on the goal line about to score just Jalen Hurst takes that QB sneak in like you're, you're waiting for Miles Sanders to get the touch there. But, but in, in all seriousness, right. The, uh, the offense we've seen the, I guess the theme of the episode we were talking about consistency, it has been there from week one to week five, all five games. We've seen those elements of being able to get that, you know, AJ Brown, Brown going on the slant, the RPO, Miles Sanders. I guess week two was like Devonte Smith's like big game, but there hasn't been yet a game this year where the Eagles have, I guess, like stalled. Like there hasn't been a, a single game yet where this Eagles offense has not gotten clicking, at least at some point. And if if one guy's not open, they have other options. Jalen Hurts is phenomenal right now. And there's just, there's just a lot of good to say about this offense. And if you, want, if you want consistency, Philadelphia is the model of consistency right now with offense.
1: Yep. But, You know, in the NFL, there can never be too much good, as the Raiders have proven uh, recently. Too many close losses. I mean, you're looking at four losses with a combined point differential of less than 20. I mean, that's just astonishing. You're losing games by four points, one point, two point, like. Man, it it's got to stink to be a Las Vegas Raiders fan. It, it's got to be and 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 just the luck. Hunter Renfro just gets hit, fumble return for a touchdown Ag- against the Chiefs. Two receivers run into each other, plus failed two point conversion. Man, man, it's a, it's just it's just hard to even like comprehend how this much can go this wrong for an organization.
0: Right, I think I think the point we're trying to make here: the Raiders have been so consistently inconsistent in these games, <laughs> and you, you know you talk about that luck factor with that fumble, and I guess um, Devontae Adams and Hunter Renfro running into each other on that last play and all this, but it, it, of course it's very unfortunate, it's very unlucky, but at the same time you kind of I guess so I want to particularly go into that Arizona game, right? There's no reason for that game to even be in overtime if the Raiders just take care of business. They were up multiple scores. I want to say something like 17 points. That's you've got to win the game in regulation. Like you can't let that game go to overtime. And then against the Chiefs, I'm not going to I'm not going to point out that missed two-point conversion as like the reason they lost because even after that they did have opportunities. But the point again, okay, again this is this is Kansas City, so I guess it's a different conversation, but the Raiders were in control of that game and they let it slip away and that's sort of a theme we're starting to see with the raiders right can 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 they just close it out if they take a lead keep that commanding lead and take care of business
1: No, yeah. all, all i'll say is this is the best one in four team the league has ever seen in the history <laughs> right. in the history of the nfl this is the greatest one in four team ever
0: right and just as easily as they are one of one and four they can be four and one like
1: just understand yeah. that, you know what I'm saying? That 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 that's how that's how like that, that's okay. just that's just the volatility that the Raiders come with. Um another another team, another offense especially that's been volatile, the Denver Broncos. And I, I don't even know if volatile is the right word. They've just been straight trash. Like <laughs> it's been an absolute debacle to watch. I mean, Russell Wilson is missing throws left and right, he's Sometimes throw you. You saw the play against the Colts where back foot he just throws it up in the air, double covered receiver safety picks it off. What in that close of a game too? What are you doing? What are you? It's it's not even the running backs now, right? Mike Boone and Melvin Gordon held it down. Jerry Judy and Cortland Sutton are doing nothing wrong. It is Russell Wilson at the helm of all this. Who is the problem? And I I'm so shocked that I'm saying this. I, I, I can't believe I'm saying this, but Russell Wilson is a problem in Denver.
0: Right. It's very hard to stomach that. You know, you as a Denver Broncos fan, if you're if you're heading into the season, you're getting ready to ride. And this is this is not the ride you were expecting at all. But I think here, right? It's it's not it's not gonna be easy to turn this thing around. But here's the here's the point. It's possible. And it's just got to start with little things. And we kind of talked about this win, like week two, I believe, over the Ravens for Miami. And, of course, Tua got hurt. But the idea from that was that all you need is like one really good game where you're clicking on all cylinders to turn it around, right? It's a momentum league. I'm not going to write off the Broncos. And here's another perspective of thinking about this, and I don't know how you feel about this. But as far as I'm concerned – Russell Wilson is still a very good quarterback. Okay, he he didn't forget how to play the quarterback position. He's just in a slump right now. It's not working on this new team. He's got to fix it, and he is a very big part of the problem. I'm not going to say that you know it's just a new team. Let's give him a pass. But think about it like this: if if Russell Wilson, like a very like a veteran, possibly elite, maybe not looking elite right now, quarterback is your biggest problem. That's something that can be fixed. Like if he if he starts playing well, like. I guess if you have if you have offensive line issues or you don't have a good secondary like you can't fix that overnight but if Russell Wilson can just turn the switch on
1: like you know what I'm saying do you get the idea I'm trying to say here I I get it I mean listen the next 6 games the Broncos are playing the Chargers the Jets the Jaguars the Titans the Raiders the Panthers all bottom 15 defenses if the Broncos want to spark and get on the roll before they have to start facing teams like the Ravens, the Chiefs, the Cardinals, and the Rams in the back half of their schedule. It's it's now. It's it's now. That 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 game needs to come now. And, and they have the perfect opportunity right here. I think it, it's so shocking that we're saying the easiest sixth game of the Broncos schedule is their most crucial, but that is the fact. They need to get in a groove and they need to get in a groove fast. So these next six games. All against bottom 15 defenses is going to be extremely telling because if they cannot play well and efficient football against them, Lord knows what they're going to do against teams like the Ravens and the Cardinals.
0: Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how these teams fare, whether the Broncos can turn it around. Um, but let's look ahead here to week six. We've got some really good matchups and possibly could be one of the best matchups of the year. The Buffalo Bills heading down to Kansas City. This one could be determined who's hosting the AFC championship.
1: The Bills have revenge on their mind, dude. They 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 have they've have been thinking about that playoff loss I think all season, heading down into Kansas City, similar environment. When I'm looking at these two teams comparatively, I see similar builds. And I don't think much has changed for either of these teams, except for one key factor, one key departure for Kansas city's offense, Tyreek Hill mm-hmm. and his departure completely changes things. It would have changed that game. And I think it's going to change the way we look at this game and without minus that extremely explosive, reliable weapon Kansas city has been perfectly fine, right? Travis Kelsey has been there. He's been for that matchup. He's here for this matchup, but can Kansas City match Buffalo's offensive output with the same pieces as last year? I I don't know without Tyreek Hill, so I'm just gonna go with Buffalo Bills here.
0: Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna match you. I'll go with the Bills as well. But here's what I'm thinking: right Monday night game, Raiders at Chiefs. The Raiders have had everything they needed to win that game, but they just couldn't put the Chiefs away at the end. But I don't think the Bills will have that problem. I think if you're at the end of the game, especially after. You know, with revenge on your mind, if Josh Allen needs to go down the field and get a touchdown, he's getting a touchdown. Yeah. Ten, he's getting a touchdown.
1: I, yeah. I don't know if Gabriel <laughs> Davis and Stefan Diggs are gonna run into yeah. each other, but yeah, yeah.
0: If they do, that's like that 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 that's patch of grass at Arrowhead is like MVP. <laughs> <laughs> but also, here's what I would say, right? If you're really thinking about this matchup, one thing that could be a little worrisome if you're the Bills, right? Defensive injuries on the secondary. Maybe, you know, you get into a shootout. But the, th- the thing is, I-, I think the Bills still
1: take the Chiefs on in a shootout. I think that's yeah. this point, right? Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, for, forget, okay, forget Micah, Micah Hyde is out, right? right? If we're looking at this as two offenses in a shootout, who are we trusting more? I have the Bills.
0: Right.
1: I have the Bills. And for yeah. that reason, I have to go with the Buffalo Bills in this matchup.
0: Yeah. Again, I'm going with the Bills. But another, I guess, wild card, too, is the Chiefs' defense. I know they haven't been, like, crazy, but they've made timely plays. And all it takes is in in the fourth quarter, one stop, Mahomes goes down the field. Like, it's it's either way, right? And I think the best way to put this is, is like, this is one of those games you just sit back and watch. Anything could happen. Just just enjoy it.
1: <laughs> yeah, anything anything could happen. Another game here. NFC East duel, Sunday night football. This is also going to be a great primetime game. Eagles-Cowboys in Philly. Who do you have? I mean, why am I even asking who do you have? <laughs> why do you think the Eagles are going to win? <laughs> <laughs> why do I
0: think the Eagles are going to win? Uh, it's not broken, man. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to try to fix something that's not broken. The offense is going on all cylinders right now. The defense is getting the job done. Um, Demarcus Lawrence came out and said that Jalen Hurts looked good, but he hasn't played the Cowboys defense yet. So let's see it. I think the other thing I would say, I don't think the Cowboys defense have played the Eagles offense yet.
1: (laughs) I mean, listen, that, that personnel battle is going to be something to watch that, that is going to be something to behold and nothing against the Cowboys defense, but I, I don't think they've faced a mobile quarterback like Jalen Hurts yet. Right? Mm-hmm. It's been Tom Brady, Joe Burrow, Daniel Jones, Carson Wentz, and Matt Stafford. They haven't faced a mobile quarterback like Jalen Hurts yet. And while they rank second in sacks, it's easy to get sacks on Daniel Jones. Like, no, no, offense, no offense. But it's yeah. it's pretty easy to get sacks with Carson Wentz just standing still in the pocket. Mm-hmm. Uh, so – I, I think Jalen Hurts' ability to extend plays. I think is going to be the difference here. Yeah, I have the Eagles.
0: Damn. I think. I think. I think some Giants fans would take issue with that, with all the running around Daniel Jones has been doing. But <laughs> hey. the other thing, though, I just I do want to see is really though this is the biggest test right now for the Eagles because the Cowboys' defense they have the pieces to kind of give us trouble. Like I'm not gonna act like we're gonna dominate this team, but the thing i do feel good about is the eagles can put up a lot of points i don't think the cowboys can i don't think it's going to be like a game where the rams offense was just stifled and they had no answers anything that the cowboys throw at us i think we will we'll have answers maybe it's a slow start you know but ultimately i think we will be able to figure it out it's going to be a great test for us and maybe you know if we run up the score on sunday night i would i wouldn't be against that <laughs> <laughs>
1: Um, with that upset of the week,
0: mm-hmm.
1: we have we we should be better. I mean, I mean, our record should be better. I'm I'm sitting here one and four. You're two and three. Yeah, we should really both have winning records right now. But we amazing. continually get sold. It, we we just it's conti- it's a continual process of quarterbacks just blowing the bucket with us.
0: I don't know what to say, man. When you, when you put your money on Carson Wentz and Jacoby Brissett, it's, uh, you, you're, playing, you're playing a risky game there. It's just, it's just what it is.
1: <laughs> uh, anyways, we're going to try our luck again this week. So who do you have, man?
0: All right, this week, uh, all right. I know we just did talk about not putting our money in, like, uh, risky investments. But with that said, I might be putting my money in the hands of Skylar Thompson this week. And technically, Teddy Bridgewater is cleared from the concussion protocol, but I'm not entirely sure who's starting, what's going on. But putting all that aside, right, this game, Vikings heading down to Miami. The Miami has been really good at home. Their defense, I expect them to show out in this game. I don't know how exactly they're going to stop Justin Jefferson because that's not really an option, but you, know, you got to limit him, get to Kirk Cousins, make him uncomfortable kind of take a page out of what the Eagles were doing, which was just constantly getting pressure was for forcing Kirk cousins to make mistakes. And just with, with Minnesota, right. Anytime you expect them to win a game, they're not going to win it. This is one of those games that I guess people expect them to go take care of business against uh, a team like Miami that doesn't have their starting quarterback. But I like Miami at home to pull off this offset. Mm.
1: I don't know how I feel about that one. I I, I don't like it. I I yeah. I think the offense, I don't I don't know if the injuries that the Dolphins have I I don't think mm-hmm. they're going to be able to match Justin yeah. Jefferson, Thielen and Kirk. I don't know. I don't we'll know. see.
0: I think I think I think I'm putting a lot of my money as well on that defense for Miami and I, I know it doesn't feel good cuz the Jets just obliterated Miami but we'll see. <laughs>
1: All right. I, I think I'm picking more of a sure matchup here. I had the Falcons over the Niners, and there's one key reason here is the Niners are dealing with just so many injuries, right? When you look at the pieces that are gonna might potentially be out on Sunday, Trent Williams starting left tackle, Aaron Banks, starting left guard, Arik Armstead and Javon Kinlaw, both starting defensive tackles. Nick Bose is questionable. Your cornerback just tore his ACL and you haven't had your free safety Jimmy Ward since week one. Too many key pieces, especially when you're going up against a mobile quarterback like Marcus Mariota. I think just it's it really, it's going to be a game decided by one or two drives, but with that many key pieces out Atlanta at home, I think it's the perfect setup for them to just walk away with the close W here.
0: Yeah, no, I I, I like that game a lot too. The only thing is, Kind of with Atlanta, it's it's really hard to predict what they're going to bring out on a week to week basis, right? And yeah. I'm not saying that Miami is any more consistent right now with uh, Tua out, but I could definitely see this one because also Atlanta has kind of had San Francisco's number. You know, you think back to last year, they had that like goal line stop on the road. I, I could see this upset.
1: Yeah, that's that's definitely what I was banking on the history, but. <laughs> um I I just think this is a very attractive matchup in a week where a lot of I don't know the the NFL just decided every bad team is going to face every good team this week, so you know you have you have the Ravens Giants. Uh, Ooh,
0: Giants fans
1: are not gonna like this episode. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, I don't know, Bucks dealers Jets Packers. So I don't
0: know, man. I think a hard I- week to pick upsets, honestly. It's true, but we've been kind of saying that for like six weeks. <laughs> I, I don't think you're giving the Giants enough credit. And I'm saying that as an Eagles fan, so I, I really must take the Giants is pretty good, but I don't know, man. Maybe maybe they make a couple stops against Lamar, make that game an interesting one.
1: All right. Well, I mean, that that that's something to that's that's, that's something to look forward to, week six. Yeah. Uh here's here's
0: a little bit more food for thought I'll throw out there. And this I didn't take this as my upset, but I know Pittsburgh coming off a 35 to 3 loss, you know, but you're coming back home now. Maybe your defense makes a couple plays against Brady. Like, I don't know. I'm not picking this deal. It's not what I'm doing here, but
1: Tam- i Tampa, Put- Tampa Bay is the best team. That's the most, it, it's the greatest beatable team in the NFL. It, it, the team is so good. It's just so beatable every week. <laughs> every week you look at it, it's like Tampa Bay could so lose this game. Maybe they're
0: not that good then. <laughs>
1: <laughs> But it's just, you can't you can't call a team with Tom Brady not good but
0: I, I, there's a qualifier not that yeah. good
1: <laughs> well uh, thank you for listening to the 85th episode of the backfield rift be sure to tune in next week we're going to recap all the week 6 actions see if the Giants actually pull off a statement win see if uh, the Buccaneers get beat and uh, see if these blockbuster matchups live up to the hype and of course look ahead to another amazing week 7 until then it's been arnav Rastogi and
0: Stop picture of us
1: stay safe and take care